So FYI, guys, just a couple of uh, disclaimers about this episode. This episode is probably going to be called Hella Hella Technical Ass Difficulties because we've been having, you guessed it, Hella Hella Technical Ass Difficulties. It's Squadcast's so. fault. <laughs> Go at them. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So forgive us for the audio in this episode. All right, guys. This week was really hard. We lost two great people. Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. So we don't want to talk about it because I'm already tearing up and we're just going to dedicate this episode to them. May they rest in peace. Hey guys, on this week's episode, we talk about Vince Vaughn's DUI mugshot and him looking better in that than he has in anything else this uh, this decade. Time, this decade. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got a twofer. May's going to talk to you all about Heather Mills McCartney's lion ass. And I'm going to talk to you about Brigitte Nielsen and her alcoholic life and our quickie this week is all about gloopy ass motherfucker ozzy osbourne on this week's drama club what up fam feels good right good, right <laughs> yeah i know it dude yeah. and without further ado we broadcast live. Did I ever tell you guys that May is a freak who has to have everything perfect? <laughs> uh, yeah, my biggest fault is that I'm a perfectionist. Uh, You're fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. You're fired. I have an idea for a segment for this show. Ooh, a segment? A segment. Sounds I, cute. What if, like, once a month we reviewed a celebrity fragrance? Oh my God, <laughs> May! Yes, like we could do. Let's start with Kalo's Glow from 2004 Ooh. because that's the best perfume ever. It's so good. It, you know what gave me the idea? I what? saw. I was at Ross. Do you love it? I love it. I got it at Ross. Oh, uh, <laughs> and I saw they had like all. They had Britney Spears Curious. Ooh. They had the old Paris Hilton, which low-key smells good. No way. Which one? Rio? Like the, the first, first one. No, oh. I think it's called Paris. That's amazing. Is it in the shape of the, the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> no. Fuck. <laughs> they fucked up. <laughs> I thought that would be cute. We could do Elizabeth Taylor, White Diamonds. Yeah. Shit. I'm, I'm pretty sure my mom has one of those in her bathroom right now. So if you want, I'll go take a whiff. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to give a shout out to a listener who's listening to us in Champagne, Switzerland. Oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? How do we not live there? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know there was a Champagne, Switzerland. I had no idea either, but damn. Thank That's you incredible. for letting us know that there's a Champagne, Switzerland. And thank you for listening. <laughs> Dude, my mom would be the mayor of Champagne, Switzerland. Hell yeah. So I don't know what her actual name is, but on Instagram, rerun11, who is a fellow Salvatrucha, yes. sent us a link to this story about this young actor, Ross Butler, from 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, and the story is fucking crazy. He's apparently being accused of attempted murder and burglary by Francis Bean Cobain's ex-husband. That's fucking wild. Because he tried to steal the um, guitar. The guitar that he got in the inheritance. Oh, wait, not inheritance. <laughs> divorce. In the divorce. And what's wild is that he's accusing Courtney Love of also being involved. Like, he's saying that all of them conspired to make it look like he was going to kill himself. Like, they hacked into his 
phone and started sending people messages that looked like, you know, things were going bad and he was going to kill himself and they were going to kill him. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. But also, I don't know. like, uh, I don't think uh, Francis talks to Courtney, right? I think that they, I think that they are. They're back on? Yeah, they're back on. I, I doubt that they're chummy or anything, but I think that they, they're speaking. It's just a weird weird uh accusation weird set of circumstances also weird like d-list actor to be involved <laughs> right right but i guess he's uh allegedly he's involved because he's close to courtney love <laughs> what <laughs> what the fuck uh anyway so we just kind of wanted to give you guys an update on that story and a big thank you to rerun one one for giving us that tea. Oh yeah, we love the tea. If you have any other insider tea, please send them our way. Yeah, send that shit our way. Uh, oh, Lacey wanted us to do a whole episode on Bobby Flay. And, oh my God. And Giada, because apparently they're having an affair or something, or they had an affair. Shut up! <laughs> I did not know that! <laughs> yeah, she, she sent me... A she sent me a text today and she was I'm like I'm, those people's restaurants in vegan she was like i'm gonna need you guys to i'm gonna need you your thoughts on on giada and bobby flay that's amazing said, let's do a let's record it and lacy could make us because lacy is a great chef for those who yeah. don't know she could make us a recipe from yeah, she, she could uh she could do like one <laughs> recipe of each person and we could record that episode with special guest Lacey or something. Yeah. Was I feel kind of fucked up like I was like, yes, Lacey could cook for yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Lacey, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wanted to hang out with her too. Oh, and also shout out to Lacey's fetus. Hey, <laughs> we got another drama club, baby. You know us at the drama club. We're getting these motherfuckers real fertile. With our sexiness. <laughs> We're getting bitches pregnant. Yep. Just like just like I always wanted. Uh, <laughs> so another hot topic I wanted to talk about. Is that Lacey's knocked up? Lacey's knocked up. That's a super hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Vaughn got a DUI. Fucking Vince Vaughn. That guy looks like shit, man. I feel like he aged in dog years. His fucking under eye bags are horrendous. He sure did. He was hot for that one episode of Sex in the City. Yeah, he was. <laughs> that's right. He was hot in uh, Swingers. In Swingers, like yeah. So in the week that he filmed that he filmed Swingers and that Sex in the City <laughs> episode, he was hot, and then never again. That was Vince Vaughn's peak. <laughs> no, Remember he looks he like shit. Jennifer Aniston. Yep, for fucking ever. That was weird. Yeah, that's a weird couple. Yeah, it was just weird. Did you see his mugshot? I know how you fuck with, with mugshots. Yeah, he looks like shit. Who's his homie that was with him? I don't know. It says unnamed male. <laughs> <laughs> and he also got arrested not only for the DUI, but for resisting arrest. <laughs> yeah, he was probably, you know him. Actually, I was going to say in his mugshot, he doesn't look as bad as he's looked like over the it, last 10 years. Like on the red carpet. Yeah. Yeah. He's all happy and fucked up. Yeah. Good for you, Vince Vaughn. He's fresh faced <laughs> off that fight with the cup. <laughs> that sucks. Whatever. He's stupid. Well, who's your favorite celebrity DUI? Ooh. Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Witherspoon. That was pretty fucking funny because she went like a full blown Hollywood and she was like, Do you know who I am? I'm standing on American soil. Yeah, she's 
yeah, she was a good one. Yeah. And I think she was like legitimately horrified at everything that she said. Oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> so, like the opposite of her image. Yeah. That shit's funny. Another hot topic, the Beckhams. Yeah. There's some tea going on around about them. Now they're one of my favorite celebrity couples. They are up there for me. I can't think of anybody else right now. So I want to say they might be my favorite celebrity couple. <laughs> Well, they're, they're not my absolute favorite because I want him for myself, obviously. Oh, yeah. He's so sad. So, I, so that stands in the way of me really shipping them. I always like like uh, director-actress couples like Maya Rudolph and her man. I used to yeah. like uh, Rachel Weiss and her man. Mm, R.I.P. that relationship. They both cheated, right? Yeah, that was weird. He's kind of a weirdo, though. Yeah, super weird. Anyways, I follow both David and Victoria on Instagram and I was telling May like they're always like just with each other and like with their kids, like they're always with their family, like he's always like with his sister and they always have one of the kids around and it's like yeah. It's really odd to me that there would be that kind of rumor, but I think that's just comes with the territory. Right. People like to stir up drama. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the drama club. <laughs> People like to talk about things that are none of their business. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, do you remember when he got accused of having an affair with a nanny or an assistant or something? Yeah. A few years back. That was like the only time I've ever heard of them really having any sort of drama. Yeah. Seriously. They seem to be really into each other. They're both yeah. hot as fuck. So. I love them. Yeah. I hope that there's no truth to these rumors. Yeah, me too. And that would suck. They, sent, they issued a statement, right? Right, they did. Yeah, that's bullshit. They got a lot of kids. I know. I'm out the here for Brooklyn, too. I'd be standing for his little ass. He a hoe, huh? I don't know if he's a hoe. He was with Chloe Moretz for a long ass time. Yeah. But, I saw. I mean. I actually saw on Twitter today that he was with some YouTube celebrity. Now? You know? Like, actually dating her? Yeah, like, he said it's new, but he's excited about his new relationship. So you're telling me that if we get on YouTube, we could potentially get you hooked up with a Beckham? With <laughs> it? Oh, I think I'm too old for all the Beckhams. No, you're not. <laughs> They'll grow up. They'll grow up. <laughs> <laughs> what is that line from Days and Confused that Matthew McConaughey says? Like, uh, <laughs> I keep high school girls. I keep getting older. They stay the same age. <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't do that, man. <laughs> Something real gross. Ew. Matthew McConaughey is a fuckboy. He's gross. I don't like it. I heard he smells. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh Dumel is dating Elisa Gonzalez. Did you know that? What? Homegirl from Baby Driver? Yeah, no way! Fergie's ex? Yeah. yeah, Fergie's ex. Apparently, they started dating just a month or two after he got divorced. Ooh. So. Well, but uh, they, when they issued the statement of their divorce, it was like they had been separated for a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, you know, no. he's too and, old for her. And I've actually heard that he's a really, really, really nice guy. So, really? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he's. I always thought he was pretty good looking. Like, you know. He is really good looking. Yeah. Oh, man. I want her with someone else, though. I like her. I like her. And I like I like him. I don't know. He's not I, in anything. He's no. <laughs> he's a. Uh, but, but he's not he's problematic. A, he seems like a nice ass guy. All right. Nice white boy. I respect it. Yeah, whatever. I wanted her with John Hamm. Yo, no, don't do that to me. No, I know, <laughs> I know me, but they're they did you watch Baby Driver? No. Leave me alone. <laughs> 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 like, <wait. What? laughs> because 
because okay listen okay i wanted to watch that movie so fucking bad yeah so goddamn bad and so my cousin charlie uh-huh sweetly got that movie for me for my birthday oh on dvd which i was like what the fuck do i do with a dvd but but i was like That's such a charlie gift, yeah Thank you, Charlie. I'm going to watch the shit out of this movie. Yeah. And I left the DVD on my coffee table and my dog, Luca, ate it. God damn it, Luca. <laughs> Luca be so got in some bad looks. So I didn't even get to watch it. Remember when we were in Vegas and your dad sent you the picture of your room? Oh, God. Luca ate everything. Everything. Your beats. <laughs> like your whole room was trashed. It looked like a fucking 80s rock band had spent the night and partied in there. Hurricane Luca. Yeah, that shit was crazy. It looked like that scene in Selena. Because <laughs> we should have a Selena reference every episode. We should. And then look for it. And if you guess what second it's on, you get a fucking, I don't know. Ooh, a sticker. Yeah. We should make stickers. Yes, we should make stickers. Well, um, I watched it, right? It's 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 pretty good. It's solid. But John Hamm and Elisa, she they are fucking sexy together. Like, they That's just good. mack on each other the whole time, you know? And yeah. they're just fucking hot together. They oh god! Together in real life. Now I don't want to watch it. No, you gotta watch it because that's that's my bay. I might do something to her I like if I John, see her. I in like the that fucking fuckboy haircut where it's like uh, shaved on the side, and then they got the long slick back. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I love that shit. And fucking Jake Gyllenhaal did it in one fucking stupid movie that was whatever. I think it's called like like Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, maybe, because one time you said young Hitler could get it. No. Oh, no, young Stalin. I stand by that statement. <laughs> young Stalin is fine as fuck. <laughs> that shit's problematic. You want to talk about the Cavaliers and uh, the Warriors? No, because I'm, I'm sad. Really? Do you like the Cavaliers or do you just like LeBron? I just like LeBron. And also, I just was rooting against... The warriors more than anything why do you like you not you don't like steph curry i don't like steph curry why? i don't like kevin durant um, i don't like steph curry because i just don't like i don't know i don't like his little shimmy i don't like <laughs> low-key i don't like the color of his skin or the content of his character oh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he's a goody two-shoes i don't like him I, to me i think he's just like a nerd yeah yeah i don't i don't like i don't like his wife she like <laughs> talks too much or something, right? Like, just be quiet. They're just, they're just both goody two shoes yeah. and want to throw it in your face. Like, yeah. oh look how look how nice we are. Look how uh, I just don't like that shit. Yeah, it's almost too. It's almost fake. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I don't like the way Kevin Durant is shaped. <laughs> <laughs> and why is he dusty? Like he's a millionaire. Why is get a haircut? Yeah. My dad and brother were talking about Kevin Durant this morning, and my dad was talking about how he's kind of underrated, that he maybe could be a like the superstar of a team. Kevin Durant? Yeah. I mean, I would argue that he is the superstar of that team. You don't think it's Curry? No, because look at even the last two years, they won the finals, and Kevin Durant won finals MVP, MVP both times. Yeah. Who won it this time? Kevin Durant. That's awesome. Um, yes, I, was, I, I don't like them. And I think uh, I think if it's possible that that LeBron James is underrated. He's underpaid, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's underrated. He's just on a an underrated team. Like nobody gives a shit about that team, you know? Yeah. I do like that he's from there and Me like too. That's what I like he, the most. 
and he brought a championship to them after yeah. a 52 year drought i just i don't know he seems like a nice you don't really hear about like him doing too many bad looks the only and if thing he, i ever didn't like about lebron was when he left the cavaliers for miami and then oh yeah about cleveland and i was like <laughs> i don't like that shit because i'm i'm like i'm like that old school loyalty like just be loyal to where you're from like fuck that shit shapes you but yeah, uh yeah i was talking to my brother about it today because i was like yeah, I don't really like care for him, but I don't really know anything about him. And then when I started thinking about him, I did like, he seems nice as fuck. He's been with like his wife forever, like since mm -hmm. high school, he's always with his kids and like, yeah, yeah. like he totally not problematic, you know, like never really says bad shit. I liked that one, uh, part he played in that movie with Amy Schumer train, right? Oh yeah. yeah. He, he was surprisingly good. In yeah. That. He was goofy and like, I don't know, totally seems likable. No, dude, he's a nice dude. He he like builds houses in Cleveland for for people who need them. Like he's he struggled he's with his hairline. He's got insecurities <laughs> like all of us. There's this really cool video where he's like partying on a yacht or something. Uh-huh. And, and someone put a caption like this is LeBron's greatest assist. Like he's partying on a yacht <laughs> with his two homies like one on each side of him and the and these like girls come straight to him and all lebron does is like point as at his homies and leave that's like, awesome <laughs> <laughs> that is his greatest <laughs> he got the mvp then <laughs> you had a real mvp that's amazing oh did you see jay-z and beyonce naked yeah beyonce is bomb man she looks good but jay-z looks Jay like shit what were they thinking <laughs> just don't shoot his face <laughs> no don't shoot anything he looks so bad how could he cheat on her like who the fuck do you think you are yeah you look like a platypus <laughs> <laughs> Hope, Hova. No, I love him. I love both of them. She's yeah. growing on me. Good. But that 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 photo shoot was a bad look. So maybe <laughs> you slipping, babe. It was all for that ass. She had to somehow get her ass out there to remind people what a real one looks like. Uh, all right. So maybe we should introduce ourselves. <clears throat> okay. My name is May. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Stephanie. And my name is May. And we the Drama Club. Hi, dr Dramaniacs. Dr How about that? The Dramatics, May. The Dramatics? Yeah, although that might be... Oh, no, we already discussed that the original Motown singers from the 50s, there's no way they have money to sue us because, you know... Yeah, so we good. Yeah, we, we good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it express the truth. We mean being careful of what you say is the truth. Hello and welcome to June 14th, 2018. On today's episode, May is going to tell us all about Heather Mills McCartney. Yes. Okay. This one caught my eye because uh, a lot of this that I'm going to read to you today is taken from this little British documentary. Like it was like a TV, one of those cheesy TV, like an E! True Hollywood Story type thing. Oh yeah, perfect. But, but from over there, and it's called McCartney versus McCartney, The X-Files. Oh shit. <laughs> and Wikipedia, which she actually was on my radar maybe like a year ago because I fell, I, like I stumbled on her Wikipedia and her Wikipedia is good as fuck. Like 
people went out of their way to put all her shit on blast on Wikipedia. Okay. Heather Mills is famous for being the ex-wife of some guy from Liverpool named Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> and for only having one leg. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that was a... I wasn't expecting that one. Was I, was I too cheery? Was it just saying that she only had one leg? Maybe. No, I mean, she, it's all right. <laughs> Heather was born on January 12th, 1968 in Aldershot, Hampshire, England. Ooh. And later, as a kid, lived in, among other places, a place called Coxhot Farm. <laughs> <laughs> that name again? Champagne, Switzerland. That name again is Cox Hot. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, ladies. <laughs> In her autobiography called Out on a Limb, I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I got a funny autobiography name in mind, too. So we'll decide which one's worse. Okay, what is it? Uh, I'll, it's a... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's and it's a uh, total recall my totally unbelievable life <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay Heather wrote that she and her hold on let me change my tone because <laughs> this is not that was not the right tone for this what I'm about to say Heather wrote that she and her next door neighbor, Margaret Ambler, were kidnapped Whoa. and sexually assaulted for three days by a swimming pool Holy attendant shit. when she was eight years old, and that the kidnapper slash rapist later committed suicide. What? But her neighbor, Margaret, later sued Heather and won because it seems like Heather made most of the story up. Oh, shit. And the dude never even committed suicide. Mar <gasps> Margaret says that the swimming pool attendant was a creepy dude who would ask them what color panties they had on Ew. or give them inappropriate piggyback rides that eventually led to him inappropriately touching her, Margaret. But she says that the abuse was nowhere near the kidnapping and rape that Heather described in her book and that Heather wasn't even molested. <gasps> wow, that's a horrible thing to be lying about. It's super horrible. Yeah. Also... Margaret had never told her family about the abuse. Oh my God. And Heather used Margaret's name in both her book and on national TV interviews without her permission. Oh my gosh. So uh, that's horrible. That's our, that's your first taste of Girl. Heather Mills. <laughs> She's doing the most. This is some Rachel Dolezal level lying though. I wouldn't even want to be friends with somebody who could lie that much. Right. That's dangerous. Fuck that. Well, we're just getting started, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's get to it. Okay. So the court made Heather pay Margaret several thousands of pounds in damages and tens of thousands of pounds in legal fees. Mm. Heather's mother abandoned the family when Heather was nine. And Heather's sister claims that her father forced her and her siblings to shoplift, shoplift or else face a beating. Their father denies the allegations. Whoa. Were they broke or what? Yeah, they were broke. It, they were, it must be really rough out there in Crock-Pot. <laughs> <laughs> Cock's hot. When she was 15, her father was sent to jail for 18 months after being convicted of fraud. So, so she and her sister went to live with their mom. 
Heather later claimed that during this period, she ran away from home and lived in a cardboard box under a train station for four months. Okay, Phoebe Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. That's fucked up. Huh? My bad. No. I, I apologize. Are you apologizing to Phoebe Buffet? <laughs> or to Heather Mills? She no. no. Fuck Heather Mills. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But her mother's boyfriend at the time, soap opera actor Charles Stapley, says mm. that Heather would at most spend the weekends away from home with her boyfriend at the time. What the fuck? What's up with this chick? She wants to be the victim? I think she just likes the attention. Yeah, but what's what's up with liking that kind of attention? Like yeah. people sorry for you. That's the last type of attention I want. She actually lied about having one leg. She actually has two <laughs> legs. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. So what if that was the ending of her book? <laughs> That'd be sick. Out on two limbs by Heather Mills McCartney. Uh, okay, so so her mom's boyfriend called her out for being a liar, and school records show that she attended school during the period of supposed homelessness. Oh. She later dropped out of school and worked at a croissant shop. Ooh. That's that's my dream job, dude. That would be my downfall. <laughs> you guys would never see me again. Next time we see you, you would be shaped like a croissant. Yeah. <laughs> and my <all> buttery. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but when she was fired from that job, she claimed she got a job at a jewelry store. But mm -hmm. the owner of the store says that that was a lie and then, <laughs> and then she didn't work for him she just hung out at the shop and made him tea until she at one point managed to steal twenty thousand pounds worth of jewelry which she used to buy a moped and was put on probation what <laughs> what is going on damn she's a compulsive liar or what yeah she is dude so her dad she it's because she inherited all that fraudness from her dad She's a professional fraudulent hoe. Like, damn. Damn. I wish we would have known about Heather Mills when we when we did that episode. Yeah. So, is this the world's most expensive moped? Twenty G. Yeah, what, the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the hell was that thing? She had hydraulics on it. <laughs> it was airbrushed. And the ethics were dollar signs. Hell yeah, Heather. Money well spent. <laughs> And she stole 20 G's worth of jewelry and only got probation? That's fucking tight. Heather Mills is the ultimate scammer. I respect it. That must be cool to be white. <laughs> I know, dude. All right. Our girl Winona only tried to steal 5 G's worth of clothes and she got and she caught a couple of felonies. Community service. Seriously. Yeah, dude. She needed to take a lesson from Heather Mills. In 1986, when Heather was 18, she met a dude named Alfie Carmel. Don't ever trust a motherfucker named Alfie. <laughs> Sorry. That's a, that's a fucking cartoon name. Ooh, fuck that dude. <laughs> I thought you were mad at Karma. No. Alfie. What the fuck Alfie. is that? <laughs> Maybe his real name is Alfred. That's my dad's name. <laughs> Never trust Steph's dad. Never trust his dad named Alfred. Okay. Anyway. So... She was 18 and she was booed up with Alfie for a little bit. 
Okay. He bought her Cartier jewelry and, and paid for her to get a new set of tits. Damn. Okay, Alfie. <laughs> Alfie's not sounding too bad now, huh? I gotta take it back. Dude, do you, girl. Once again, evidence of the crux of my financial planning advice paying <laughs> off. <laughs> and actually, Heather is doing it better than Holly Madison because Heather's using somebody else's money. Yeah, she got somebody else to pay for that yeah, shit. She a fucking oh, yeah. boss. That's what any... That's, <laughs> Warren Buffett will tell you to use somebody else's money. <laughs> and she and then she wrote off in her fucking gold playing with a new tits. <laughs> Damn, she a boss, dude. <laughs> so Carmel started a modeling agency so that he could sign Heather. But, but it wasn't successful. She's not model good looks, is she? I mean, that's how she claims she made her money. I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. So, so the next year, she moved to Paris, telling Carmel that she'd gotten a modeling contract. But really, she was moving to become the full-time mistress of millionaire Lebanese businessman George Kazan for the next two years. Wow. Where'd she meet that for? Probably Hoenn. I don't know. <laughs> she's, she's out there. She's allegedly a model. So I'm sure she's going to like parties and shit, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. During this time, she also posed for pictures that she later claimed were quote unquote educational. Oh. For a German book called Die Frauen der Liebe. Oh. <laughs> AKA The Joys of Love. Hmm. I've seen the pictures from this book and they're not particularly educational. All right. What is it? Is it nude or something? Yeah. There's, there's whips and lube oh. and whipped cream. Uh, whips, chains, handcuffs, smack a little booty up with my belt. Oh uh, my gosh. I just Googled it. Oh yeah, you saw it? Mm -hmm. These are graphic. <laughs> yeah. Which, no shame, obviously, you know. I No, I just, I'm sh I wasn't expecting. Right, that. right. But I, I still had it in a moped in my head. <laughs> now I'm like full-blown spread eagle. <laughs> Fucking not what I expected. I, I think... I think it should be clear by now that, you know, we here at the drama club are pretty sex positive and Yeah, we don't have to keep saying no judgment, right? You guys right. Say, we don't judge anybody. And we're pro sex work, but see, I think the problem with Heather is that she's ashamed. Yeah, why and I'm sorry, on what planet are these considered educational? She's wearing like red stockings <laughs> and like bustier. Yeah, you guys will see. We'll be posting pictures for show. <laughs> <laughs> And then, okay, so she's ashamed and then she has to make up lies to cover it up. Hmm. But then also later in her defense, like when the when the pics are published, the tabloids are pretty brutal. Like they rip her to shreds. So I, yeah, even though like back in the day, it was like a lot harder for girls and stuff like this. Yeah. So uh, I kind of I kind of understand like why she would want to lie about something like this. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I would hope that things would be different now, but who knows? Now at least you have at least some people who will back you. Yeah. Like, like you know, the what are the millennial social justice warriors? <laughs> it us. That's us. It me. So Heather returns to London and she proposes to Alfie Carmel. And, and he accepts on the condition that she do something about her compulsive lying. Aww. And so Heather agreed to go to a psychiatrist. And okay. 
admitting that she had a problem that she believed came from the fact that her dad forced them to lie when they were little kids. Yeah, of course. So Heather later fam- famously claimed that every man that she'd been out with had asked her to marry him within, within a week. Whoa. <laughs> and, you know, we don't know if she's telling the truth. Actually, we, we know she probably lied. <laughs> Do you remember when I used to date that really hot and super sweet, but like really dumb guy, John? Yes. He, I love that guy. I loved him too. My favorite story about this guy is when May finally wanted to introduce him to us. You told me and Hoel, I'm bringing John. Don't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. He just wouldn't understand. <laughs> well, he he didn't propose, but after a few weeks together, he said we should move in. Jesus. Yeah, and that was fucking weird. Yeah, relax, bro. Yeah, maybe it was like a month, but it wasn't it wasn't more than a month. And it was fucking weird. I didn't even ask you to move in until three years <laughs> later. <laughs> also, Brian, he, he asked me to move in. No, he didn't ask me to move in, but he told me he loved me. Like, oh, that's right, I remember that. It was really quick and random, right? Yeah, very. And then you left. Yeah, then I ran away. <laughs> I saw, I saw that he's going to be on an episode of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Really? Yeah. Dude, I didn't think he was like that big of a deal. He's like a big deal to comedians. Yeah, and the, com- the comedic world is its own little fucking thing. Yeah. So Heather and Alfie got married in 1989. And Heather had two ectopic pregnancies, so she was feeling a little down. Yeah, that's hard. So Alfie sent her on vacation with his ex-wife and kids to Croatia. Okay. He, so he sent his current wife and his ex-wife on vacation together? Yeah. That guy's a baller. <laughs> so I'll admit that I think I was a little ignorant about Croatia. Like when I first read that, I was like, well, actually, first of all, I was like, who goes on vacation with their husband's ex-wife? But yeah. but after that, I was like, who the fuck goes, goes on vacation to Croatia? Like in my mind, I was imagining the village from Borat. <laughs> but then I looked it up. Nice as fuck. And there's beaches and castles and shit. Yeah. It's actually really beautiful. And now I really want to go. Yeah. So shout out to Croatia. Shout out Croatia. Someone send me there with your ex-wife. <laughs> we'll spend your money and talk shit about you. It'll be like the best vacation ever. Send me two. Send me two. <laughs> anyway, so while she was in Croatia, Heather ended up meeting this Slovenian ski instructor, and they ended up living together. Oh, fuck. This was shortly before a war broke out in Croatia. Nice. Then Heather actually did something pretty cool. She set up a refugee crisis center in London and helped over 20 people escape the war. Wow, that's amazing. So she a hoe, but she using her hoe powers for good. She home for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> home for Christ. All should be. <laughs> she would often drive donations to Croatia and would stop and take modeling jobs in Austria to pay for the trips. She says she earned at least 250,000 pounds a year as a model. Although there's no evidence of this. Yeah. Come on. In Two fact. thousand. How much do yeah. models make? Like, Dude, uh, one gig can be 10 grand, 15 grand. Yeah. So if you're making 250, you're out there. Like, you're yeah, out that's there. Your, yeah, that's your full-time job. Especially yeah, back like, then. There would be evidence of it is what I'm saying. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, we do have we do have evidence. We have uh fucking der die Frau den der Liebe. <laughs> <laughs> so in fact, okay, so there's no real evidence of her being this model that she claims that she is. Right. But there is evidence of Heather working as an escort around this time. Ooh. Many people, including other escorts and even some clients, super rich Saudi types, have gone on record saying that she was an escort. She, of course, denies this. Ooh. That's not a good look. Dude, if I were a high-class escort making like 10, 15 Gs a night, I would be shouting that shit from the rooftops. Yeah, whatever. Do your thing. Yeah. I'm out, model. I'm out here with Saudi billionaires and shit. Probably uh, like sipping okay. champagne. Yeah. On a gold moped. <laughs> In the finest lingerie money could buy. Fuck yeah. yeah. Whatever. She later claimed in Champagne, Switzerland. She she later claimed that she worked on the front lines in Yugoslavia for two years where there were tons of unmarked landmines. I don't know if this is true or not. Uh-huh. That's the problem with her, dude. Like, you can't know if anything's true. Yeah, that's the problem with people like that. You want to see the receipts. Yeah. In 1991, she divorces Alfie. By 1993, she's engaged to a banker, Raffaele Mincione. Mm. On August 8th, 1993, Mills and Mincioni were out walking, but while crossing Kensington Road, Mills was knocked down by a police motorcycle, which was responding to an emergency call. Heather suffered crushed ribs, a punctured lung, and the loss of her leg six inches below the knee. That's uh, fucking crazy. All from a motorcycle? Yeah. Wow. A metal plate was later attached to her pelvis. Oh, in October 1993, she had another operation that further shortened her leg. Mills was awarded 200,000 pounds by the police authority for her injuries, even though the police motorcyclist was later cleared of any fault or wrongdoing. That seems like not enough. Yeah. A, it seems like a leg would be worth a million, right? Yeah, at least fuck or something. Well, also it was 1993. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how much is that? Like three million? I don't know. It was like... How much is inflation? In 1993, how much did a burger cost? Also, we're talking about pounds, so I wouldn't oh, even... fuck. Yeah. We're all kinds of out, out of it. All right, whatever. After the accident, Mill sold her story to the News of the World and gave other interviews, saying she earned 180,000 pounds for the interviews. She used the money to set up the Heather Mills Health Trust, which delivered prosthetic limbs to people, particularly children, who had lost limbs after stepping on landmines. Oh, that's nice. That's really fucking cool. Yeah. Because the size of her stump kept changing as it healed, Heather kept having to get new prosthetic legs. So she got the idea to collect all the old discarded prosthetic limbs from all throughout Europe and send them over to landmine victims in Croatia. Wow, that's so smart. She ended up helping 22,000 amputees get limbs. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yes, that was... That's fucking dope. Yeah. After this is when Mills wrote her memoir out on a limb and donated all the money from it to land to landmine charities. She also broke up with her fiance, Raffaele. Yeah, she don't need that full no more. No, she got one leg. She got she all this limb money. <laughs> In 1995, Mills got engaged to British media executive Marcus Stapleton after being together for 16 days. 
Oh, shit. But that shit didn't last because later she was engaged to documentary filmmaker Chris Terrell in 1999 after 12 days in Cambodia. Wow. Where, <laughs> where they were making a film about landmines. Also in the late 90s, there was a journalist by the name of Heather Mills who worked at a newspaper, The Observer. Our girl Heather apparently stole her identity. <laughs> what? She would cut out articles from The Observer and other magazines that the other Heather had written. And she'd claim that she'd written them. Oh my god, that's all. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's that's really easy. <laughs> that's so convenient. I wish there was uh, another another you me out there. You like, you you one of a kind, Steph. Damn it! <laughs> so I'm not that great. <laughs> <laughs> so she then parlayed this into scamming her way into a job on TV as a BBC reporter. Oh my gosh. She's a fucking, she's the ultimate scammer, dude. Doesn't that stress you out? How do you live like this? <laughs> and then you're not qualified. I mean, like, yeah, you got this job, but you, you're going to fuck it up. Oh because, my God. Dude, because then you just like, you distract them. Confident? Yeah. No, you distract them and you're like, oh, I lived for four months in a cardboard box under a train station. Yeah. You're like, I got awesome. this one leg. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so she's working at the BBC as a reporter. <laughs> Heather met Paul McCartney in April of 1999 when she was 31 and he was 57 at an award ceremony for charity workers. Mm -hmm. There, she persuaded Paul to donate 150,000 pounds to her charity, the Heather Mills Health Trust. Jesus. So it was like love at first sight because he was like, oh, you want 150 grand? Here you go. I got you, girl. Mills then ended her relationship with Chris Terrell five, yeah. five days before their planned wedding. Wow. I mean, uh, of course, though. Come I on. mean, it's Paul McCartney. Yeah. He just gave He's, you 150 grand like it was nothing. Yeah. Like he, he picked up the check at Starbucks. Yeah. She later told friends in the media that she had called the wedding off because Terrell was gay. Oh, an MI6 agent. And that his mission was to sabotage her anti-landmine work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need to say that much? Like, that is some next level craziness, yeah. though. That's like, that's that. some hearing voices, that shit. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Chris later said, quote, I soon realized that Heather had a somewhat elastic relationship with the truth, which she was able to stretch impressively sometimes. I love that British ass shade. That yeah, was, that was <laughs> fancy as shit. That was classy. They throw that shade at T. <laughs> so Terrell also claims that although Mills claimed she was a vegetarian at the time, she only became a vegetarian after meeting McCartney, who famously, with his first wife, Linda, was a vegetarian and am anim animal rights activist. Yeah. Remember in The Simpsons when they come out and Lisa's yep. a vegetarian? Yep, they uh, they are the ones who make Lisa a vegetarian, right? Was that no? Lisa's a vegetarian because she went to a slaughterhouse. Oh, like, that's right. And then she's like down on herself because you know her whole family. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Homer like rides a pig or some crazy shit on that episode. <laughs> that's one and of then, that's a really great episode. That's one of like the top episodes. I think. Yeah, it's one of the Conan seasons. They're so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then she goes to, like, a rooftop of some apartment, and Paul and Linda McCartney are up there, and they have, like, a garden, and they're talking to her about 
how it's okay to be a vegetarian. Oh, Lisa. Lisa Simpson is <laughs> a heartbreaker. Lisa Simpson, everybody. Uh, Heather and Paul were engaged in July of 2001 and were married in June of 2002 without a prenup. Oh. <laughs> well, I remember when they like were outside of some fucking building together and they're talking about it. Yeah, I think it's like his house or something. They came out to announce it or to talk to everybody after they had put out the statement or something. You know, Paul McCartney's attorneys were fucking losing their goddamn minds. Mm, yeah. And, you know, he was kind of like in a bad place, I would imagine, because Linda had died not that long prior. Like it was he got married to Heather almost four years to the day of the death of Linda. When did they get married? Sorry. They got married in 2002. Shit, yeah, that's pretty fast. Yeah, well, they were engaged. They were engaged for at least a year. That's still pretty fast. I don't know. Right. And he met her in 99. So really, damn. So really, he met her like maybe within a year of Linda dying. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And in October 2003, the couple had a, had a daughter, Beatrice. Paul gave Heather an annual allowance of $550,000. Wow. <laughs> Paul McCartney is the world's richest entertainer, which oh, I didn't realize. I didn't either. That's cool. How the fuck did he get married without a prenup? I don't know. That's fucking crazy. And so this shady ass bitch. <laughs> Mills and McCartney separated in May 2006. In November 2007, Mills gave a number of interviews saying that the breakdown of the marriage was caused by her husband's daughter, Stella, who she described as trying to break up their marriage every week and that she was, quote, jealous and evil. Oh, also, that's an interesting thing to call your stepdaughter. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Have you, no one's ever heard of an evil stepdaughter. No. no. <laughs> it's you, bitch. Look in the mirror. You're wrong. <laughs> Also, Heather was allegedly mad that Stella would only give her 10% off clothes. <laughs> That's amazing. The, the McCartney, Stella, and Paul are, are notoriously cheap. I guess I, I didn't know that until I started researching this. Hmm. Okay. After firing her attorneys, Mills stated that she would represent herself in the upcoming divorce proceedings. In leaked documents, Mills complained that McCartney was often drunk, smoked weed, stabbed her with a broken wine glass, pushed her over a table, and pushed her into a bathtub when she was pregnant. I don't think you're allowed to talk about a beetle like that if you're <laughs> from, where, where's she from? Cock Talk Town? Cock's hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get your fucking visa taken away. <laughs> So uh, referring to her part in the marriage, Mills said that she had been a full-time wife, mother, lover, confidant, business partner, and psychologist to McCartney. Wow, that's, oof. She's, those are all, those are all uh, jobs that she'd lied about having in the past, so. She sounds like a homegirl, Blake Griffin's ex. Right? Yeah, Blake Griffin's boot. <laughs> saying, I'm all this shit. <laughs> she was like coach or yeah. something. <laughs> She said coach, and I was like, I'm pretty sure Doc Rivers is Blake Griffin's coach, but... Okay, so, let's see. McCartney's lawyers studied Mills's book, Life Balance, The Essential Keys to a Lifetime of Well-Being, as it contradicted many of her claims, such as when she praised McCartney for, quote, bringing me breakfast in bed every morning, no matter how he feels. But, I mean, like, people would lie about that in your memoir, right? You're not like... Yeah, I mean, I think so. 
Yeah, you, you want to make your life look pretty ideal, especially since her memoir sounds like it was about being perfect, a lifetime of well-being, essential keys to a lifetime of well-being. Yeah, she had to fucking fluff it right. up. So at the start of the proceedings, Mills asked for 125 million pounds. Oh my God. But McCartney offered 15.8 million pounds. Nice, nice counter. <laughs> Paul claimed he was worth somewhere in the 400 million American dollars, uh -huh. $400 million range. But Heather claimed he was worth more like 800 million. And she claimed she had the receipts, as the kids would say. Ooh. Mills was eventually awarded a lump sum of 16.5 million pounds. That's pretty solid for like, what, four years of actually being together? Yeah, it's not too bad. Or no, like four years of marriage, like seven years of being together. Yeah. Uh, together with assets of 7.8 million, which included properties she owned at the time. Perfect. The total was 24.3 million pounds or nearly $50 million dollars which was way less than the almost 250 million that she was seeking dollars yeah, for sure. When the judge read his judgment, which essentially implied that Heather was a liar, al although he did, I should have actually written down what he said because it was real fucking shady, but <laughs> he did show some sympathy for the stress that she was probably under because she was representing herself. Uh, anyway, after he read the statement, uh, Heather got up, and poured a pitcher of water over the head of Paul's lawyer, Fiona Shackleton. Nice. They prepare you for that in law school, though. Oh, what? That you're going to get a pitcher of water thrown on your head? Yes. Yeah, so if you represent <laughs> Beatles, it's about to happen. Also, since Paul is a knight, Heather is technically still a lady and entitled to be called Lady McCartney. That's crazy. She really came up. <laughs> it pays to be a liar. <laughs> After her divorce settlement, she claimed that she was going to donate a large portion of it to the Adopt-A-Minefield charity, but as of yet, the charity says they haven't received a donation. Heather Mills allegedly spent all of the settlement within 22 months, <gasps> saying, quote, most of it's been given, given to charity, gone to ethical businesses, or paid for a couple of properties for my daughter's future security, she said. Wow. I, could, I could never sit with millions of pounds in the bank that could make matters change. Oh my God. Heather claims that she was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh. <laughs> which no one knows if it's true or not because nominees are kept secret for 50 years. Oh, damn. You think she was? No, of course <laughs> not. We should uh, make a bet and put it in a time capsule or something and open it in 50 years. That'd be awesome. <laughs> She claimed that she'd been asked to join parliament by the three main political parties and that ex-prime minister Tony Blair and a dude named Lord MacDonald put her, put her name forward to receive the title of Baroness. Wow. <laughs> but a documentary team tracked down the only three Lord MacDonalds and one had died years before any of this could, could have taken place and the other two were like... And the other two were like, fuck no, we don't know that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this, you know that she was making this shit up and drove past a McDonald's and was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Lord McDonald. <laughs> McMuffet McDonald. <laughs> she claimed she had to cancel a meeting with then-President Bill Clinton so as to not appear to be endorsing him and thus interfering with the American election. Wow. 
She stated that she was once awarded the Outstanding Young Person of the Year Award by the British Chambers of Commerce, but newspapers discovered that there was no such award. Oh my gosh, man. Why did you just stop? It's just embarrassing. It's, it's a sickness. Yeah. In 2006, she claimed she was getting death threats. So the police gave her a direct line, which she called four times in one day, leading the police to make a statement threatening her with repercussions for abusing the emergency services and warning her about the story of the boy who cried wolf. Aww. In October 2006, Mills announced her intention to sue the Daily Mail, the Sun, and the Evening Standard. The Sun responded by stating, this is my favorite. This is the actual thing that caught me onto her Wikipedia like a year ago. It is not clear what exactly she plans to sue us about and listed six allegations about her with a blank checkbox next to each one. The words beside the boxes read, quote, hooker, liar, porn star, fantasist, troublemaker, shoplifter. Holy shit. <laughs> this is in the fucking newspaper. That's amazing. <laughs> Who wrote that article? The other Heather Mills? <laughs> I was like, fuck you, bitch. Oh, God. Okay. In 2009, after petitioning the Press Complaints Commission in the UK about being lied about in the press, five British tabloids, The Sun, The Daily Express, News of the World, Sunday Mirror, and Daily Mirror, publicly apologized to Mills about printing false, hurtful, or defamatory stories about her. Hmm. Another tabloid, the Daily Mail, sent her a private letter of apology. Mills has complained that over 4,400 abusive articles about her have been published. So yes, Heather Mills is clearly a pathological liar, but she's also been weirdly, viciously, and I'd say maybe even unfairly targeted by the British press. Like, it's, it's too much what they, you know, what they write about her. Yeah. The, Daily, the Daily Mirror has used the front page headline, Lady Liar, and the Sun newspaper wrote Pornocchio over oh, Mills' face. Oh, no. Pornocchio is really horrible. She kind of asked for it, though, because she keeps she saying shit about herself. She did. But see, my thing is, for the most part, her lies don't really affect anyone. Like, if they just left her alone, she'd probably just go away. She'd be lying, you know, but like. Who fucking cares? <laughs> That's just Heather. Let's just make it a little article at the back. That's just Heather. This week, Heather Mills claims to have been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Anyways. <laughs> Dude, Pornocchio keeps making me laugh. I know it's really bad, but Pornocchio is really funny. <laughs> Gave a couple, uh, she gave an interview a couple years ago about how she meets men and stuff, and she said that her pickup line is, how would you fancy massaging my stump? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. She also said that she'd recently met a dude at a bar, and they started talking dirty, and she asked him to suck on her toes. <gasps> and, he, and he said he'd do it right then and there at the bar. So she lifted her prosthetic leg, and he started sucking on her fake toes. And a minute into it, he stopped and was suddenly very confused. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Knowing Heather, this is probably bullshit, but <laughs> I still laugh. Yeah. For his part, Paul has publicly called the marriage one of the biggest mistakes of his life. Aww. And that's the story of scamming queen, baroness, lady, Heather Mills McCartney. Cockington. <laughs>
<laughs> Noted journalist of The Observer and Nobel, Nobel, almost Nobel laureate. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah, dude, she's, I don't, she's sick. She's a sick woman, you know, yeah. obviously. But she's ridiculous too. Right. She also did some really awesome things, which yeah, is she did crazy. Nice things too, yeah. Yeah. But I think that she, I think that, I, maybe I'm being cynical, but I think that she saw those things as a way to become famous or something. For sure. You, you know? Yeah, totally. Which doesn't take away from what she did, but I'm just saying, that's, pro that's most likely why she did it. But there's something more to being honest than just telling the truth. When I promised Jim not to say anything, and then went to you intending to talk, wasn't that dishonest? All right, guys, next up, we've got Steph telling us the story of Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte Nielsen is a Danish-Italian actress and model. She was nicknamed Amazon in the 80s due to her six-foot-one stature. Okay. She's probably best known for her roles in Rocky IV opposite Sylvester Stallone and Drago, a.k.a. Dolph Lundgren. Yo, they would make a cool couple. Yeah, he dated um, Grace Jones for a oh, bit. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, dude. That's a good-ass couple yeah. right there. Yeah, they're a great-looking couple. She was also in Beverly Hills Cop 2 and a bunch of other B-list 80s movies. Beverly Hills Cop. I don't remember her in that, though. Me either. Okay. Uh, she started her career in the early 80s modeling, obvi. Mm -hmm. She posed for Playboy in 1987, and she also posed for Marvel Comics as the character She-Hulk. What? That's, That's pretty tight, huh? That's tight as fuck. Yeah. Get that Marvel money, girl. There's, did you see the news about uh, Stan Lee today? No, what? That uh, they're investigating his family for elder abuse. <gasps> He's no. 95. Yeah. You know, I like the little like stories that I've heard in the past few months about his family. I kind of believe that. I get it. That's fucking crazy, though. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder how much that feels worth. Yeah, I think it's, it's not as much as you. More than Hugh Hefner, right? I was going to say it's not as much as you would think. Why? I because I looked it up recently and I think he's like it's less than a hundred million dollars. I don't think he owns like that big of a stake in each of the characters. Even if I wouldn't even want to win the lottery if it was less than a hundred million dollars. <laughs> 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 so you're poor, Stan. Great. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so Brigitte Nielsen transitioned and what? Stanley is so poor Heather Mills wouldn't even marry him. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you like disgruntedly yelled Wait! like you on like a side of boat or something. <laughs> but really, you just want to get that Heather Mills joke in. It was very important, dude. It was okay. So Brigitte Nielsen transitioned into acting in the mid '80s and starred opposite Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 1985 film Red Sanja. Uh-huh. Bad as fuck. Yeah, because really bad movie. Her first marriage was from 1983 to 1984. It was some local ass from her hometown. And she had her first son from that marriage. Where where did you say she's from? She's Danish. She's Danish. Okay, so so some Danish ass motherfucker. Yeah. Brigitte says that she and Arnold Schwarzenegger had an affair during the filming of Red Sanja. <gasps> Arnold also later confirmed this in his own memoir, Total Recall. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I don't know why. I know you're making fun of me. <laughs> no, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Shut up. <laughs> so Brigitte said that she and Arnold were very attracted to each other, but both agreed that it was just a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. At this mm-hmm. time, Arnold was already seriously dating and living with Maria Shriver. Mm. Brigitte describes the set as being full of sexual tension and said that as soon as they would cut scenes, the two would run off together to have sex. Whoa. She said they knew their time together was limited, so they wanted to make the most of it. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) She also said that they did and tried everything together. what the fuck does that mean? Tried everything. So they didn't succeed in trying. Where is like, Arnold Schwarzenegger from? Austria. Yeah, and she's from Danish. So <laughs> she's from cheese Danish. And so they tried like, you know, like fries together and shit <laughs> they had never seen in their home country. They went yeah. to vote. <laughs> Anyways, in nineteen eighty five she met Sylvester Stallone. At the time she was twenty two and he was thirty nine. Ooh, Sam did not realize he was that old in the 80s. Yeah, right? So he's like 90. He's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the T is that Sly cheated on his first wife with Brigitte when she mm-hmm. sent him sexy pictures of herself along with a note to his hotel room. Dude, that's the 80s sliding into the DMs. Yeah. She said that after this, he invited her to his home in Malibu, where they Ooh. spent their first night together doing it on a chair. <gasps> a big American chair. The fuck? What's, <laughs> what is an American chair? I don't know, dude. It's a fucking lazy boy. <laughs> yeah, it's a lazy boy. It's got to be a lazy boy. It's that lazy boy that uh, George Costanza... Remember when it's the summer of George and he has like a lazy boy with a refrigerator and, he, yeah. and he's like sitting there rocking back and forth drinking his Pepsi? It's the summer of George, Jerry. <laughs> After this, they began seeing each other regularly and within weeks, he asked her to be in Rocky Four with him. Okay. Which one is Rocky Four? That's like the one with, no, that's the one with uh, Drago. I thought that was Rocky Three. No, Rocky Three is with, uh, I pity the fool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mr. T. Yeah. I like that one because that's the one where he gets the statue and Mr. T says something to Adrian. Like, he's like, I bet you want to go home with a real man, honey. <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone gets so fucking heated and he wants to knock him out. <laughs> Anyways. And Adrian's just standing there all fucking goofy looking down and shit. <laughs> okay. So, Sly already had his first two children at the time. Brigitte also was cheating on her first husband with Sly, but as we already know, she had already cheated on him with Arnold. So Might as well. <laughs> <Fuck> that guy. <laughs> uh, this caused his and hers matching divorces. Yes. Brigitte describes Sly as the sexiest man she had ever seen. Really? He's pretty bomb at this point. Like he's not my type, but he's like real fit. Like he has like 0% body fat, but he's still bulky. I don't like that at all. You don't? No. Italian Stallion is 80s Channing Tatum. Fuck him. No, don't say that. (laughs) Anyway, so Sly has since said that he does not remember the actual ceremony of marrying Bridget. And he feels as though he suffered temporary insanity the years that he was with her. Mm. That's fucked up. I don't like that shit. Me either. Why you gotta talk? Why you gotta slander this woman that you obviously loved? 
Right. And like, I mean, we have eyes. Uh, she was bomb. Yeah, she was beautiful. She was She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, just say, like, you were smitten. You fell for her. Maybe you weren't right for each other. Whatever. Move on. Yeah. Okay, anyways, he said that watching her on the later reality TV shows like Celebrity Rehab felt like watching his old home movies with her. That's shady as fuck because she was a fucking mess on those shows. Yeah, I think she's a mess, though, dude. Yeah. Okay, so they were married months after meeting each other. Their marriage lasted two years and was full of tabloid press. The relationship was so rocky and dramatic that several newspapers and tabloid magazines allegedly had divorce articles on deck just waiting for the day that one of them would file. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, what kind of marriage you got where people are, like, already writing? That's like those when when someone, when there's an old celebrity or a celebrity that's a drug, drug addict and they already have the obituary written. Yeah, oh, yeah, like when they accidentally publish an obituary. <laughs> yeah. That's <really> embarrassing. <laughs> Damn, they already had the obituary ready for this marriage. That sucks. This is like how the UK must have divorce articles on deck for Harry and Meghan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was some shade. Okay, anyways. According to friends of Sly, Brigitte had an odd hold on him. He was zombie-like and would take her on shopping sprees on the regular and give her everything and anything that she ever wanted. Good. She said They said she cast an Amazon spell on him. <laughs> the, yeah. pr the press constantly portrayed her as a gold digger and someone looking to further her career with this union. At the time, Sylvester Stallone was a huge star coming off of all the Rocky and Rambo fame, and she wasn't really well known at all. Yeah, but who gives a shit? Like, she was attracted to him and he was attracted to her. Why, why it gotta be gold digging, you know? Yeah, like, like any... How old was she? 19? 22? 22. Like, any of us 22-year-old ladies wouldn't have fallen for a fucking celebrity Yeah, at that with, age, you know? With it having nothing to do with the money or the fame or whatever. Of course not. You just think, like, this is my fairy tale, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyways. Making matters worse was that stores around Manhattan would jab about how much he would spend on her, famously once buying her $3,000 worth of wigs at Wigco. Oh, dude, I am not <laughs> mad at that. What kind of wigs is those, though? 80s wigs. <laughs> Anyways, so she also commissioned bronze statues of the both of them in the nude for their home. <laughs> where, do you, where do you keep that? In the bathroom? I think so. In the, right? In the living yeah. room? <laughs> and where is that statue now? It's, uh, it went down like the Scarface. It just like blew up. <laughs> It's at the Louvre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> half of it is at the Danish Louvre. The other half is in Philly. <laughs> Brigitte was also rumored to be cheating on Sly with Tony Scott, the director of Beverly Hills Cop 2. Ooh, okay. He died, right? Did he? Yeah, I think he killed himself. Oh, no. She was also rumored to be having an affair with her female secretary throughout the entire marriage. And the tea on that wow. is that Sly's mother caught her in bed with this woman. Whoa. In 1987, Sylvester Stallone filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences, a.k.a. the vanilla of all reasons for filing for divorce. She mm -hmm. admitted to the affair with Tony Scott after the divorce papers were filed. Ooh, okay. Brigitte has claimed that all of the bad press from her marriage and divorce from Sly caused her to leave the spotlight in the United States. Her career really did quiet down around this time, not that it had been super loud to begin with. She had a short-lived music career, mostly overseas in the late 80s, 
And then in 1989, she had her second son with ex Mark Gastineau. Ooh, the football player. Yeah. Huh? Is he like, was he like a socialite or something? Because then his daughters are all famous and shit. I think, okay, I remember, I know his daughter from the Gastineau right. girls. And I think that he's just, he was just rich. So oh, okay. she was famous for being rich. Okay. Brigitte also hosted a bunch of Danish TV shows in the 90s. And then from 1990 through 1992, she was married to photographer Sebastian Copeland, who is Orlando Bloom's cousin. Small. Oh, I know yeah. that's random, right? <laughs> you think Orlando Bloom could get it? Yeah, he has a big dick. What? Yeah. How do you know that? Because uh, they have paparazzi shots of him, like, on a paddleboard with Katy Perry. With his wiener out? Yep. Katy Perry, what happened to her? What do you mean what happened to her? She was like so cute and and now she's something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, that haircut isn't doing her any favors. No. But then she's all goofy. I feel like once celebrities get on I was gonna text you this earlier. Do you think Adam Levine could still get it? Mm, I haven't seen him in a minute, but I'm gonna assume yes. Okay. Because I was thinking, like, as soon as someone goes on The Voice, their coolness level drops, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's why, like, every time I see clips of him on The Voice, he's fucking goofy, and, like, it makes me not think he's that hot. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. He's he's sexy, though. You like him. He's skinny. He's totally the kind of guy you like. Yeah, he's exactly my type. Yeah. All right, anyways. Call me when you gain 25 pounds. <laughs> okay, so Brigitte. And divorced Sebastian Copeland, and then she married hubby number four in 1994, with whom she had her third and fourth children. Cool. Yeah. Around this time, she also met Sean Penn in Con and had what she described as an outrageous one-night stand. What the fuck does outrageous mean? Did he, like, smack you around and then want to talk about Hugo Chavez? <laughs> 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 that is outrageous. <laughs> that is certainly outrageous, me. Exactly what I would consider outrageous. In 2004, Brigitte starred on the third season of VH1's reality show, The Surreal Life. Yo, that was the third season? I thought it, that I thought show it was, was the first. Bomb. That show was fucking a good ass show. <laughs> the rest of the cast during her season included Charro, David Coulier, Flava Flav, Jordan Knight, and Ryan Starr. Who the fuck is Ryan Starr? I think she was on the first season of Popstar. Do you remember that show? Nope. Okay, then. <laughs> that season was good. Jordan Knight is in uh, New Kids on the Block, huh? Right. He's the cute one. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Brigitte and Flavor Flav began a relationship throughout this season of the show, which would have a dramatic influence on VH1's programming over the next five years as it indirectly spawned 14 spinoffs and sequels to date. <laughs> they created a monster. That's fucking crazy. Do you remember VH1 around this time too? Oh, it was wild. It was the Flavor Flav fucking network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. It's so random, too. Flavor Flav? Like, what? Yeah, why did they latch on to this motherfucker? I don't know. And why did they cancel our favorite show? Pop-up video to put this shit on? Yeah, we need a pop-up Flavor of Love 
Oh, get BH1 on the line. I would fucking watch that. So Brigitte and Flavor Flav were romantically involved, and they got a spinoff show, Strange Love, on BH1 in 2005. The couple was constantly fighting and yelling. They were hella dramatic, throwing shit at each other, and obviously they went their separate ways in the end. Also, they were kind of a weird-looking couple because she's like fucking a whole she's like if he stacked another one of himself on top of himself <laughs> then that's how tall brigitte nielsen is she's really tall because she walked into a restaurant one time when me and jazzy were having drinks and i'm i'm pretty tall and she's like way taller than me yeah she's fucking tall so brigitte had at the time when they filmed strange love brigitte had an on again off again boyfriend italian bait mattia desi so Flavor Flav was always hella jealous as that f- of that fool, as he should have been. Yeah, yeah. Flavor Flav would then go on to have his own reality show, Flavor of Love, which has spawned the one, the only, the legend, the myth, New York. <laughs> New York, Tiffany Pollard. She's tight. Yeah, she's funny. She's a personality. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. So Italian Bay Mattia Desi was destined to become hubby number five, and he married Brigitte in 2006. Aw, okay. So Brigitte was kind of around at this time, appearing on Big Brother, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and being a special guest on all of Flavor Flav's shows. <laughs> yeah. He was also like a VH1 backup they had on deck. <laughs> <laughs> Send the car for Flavor Flav. <laughs> <laughs> then in 2007, she was a cast member on the VH1 reality show, Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. She admitted to being an alcoholic and said that she overdid everything in her life, including drinking. And I guess um, she had gone to a private rehab earlier in the year, but it hadn't worked out. And she really wanted to get sober for her children. So she thought if she did it on a reality TV show, maybe it would like force her, you know? Uh, Yeah, I I get that sort of uh, mentality because it's like now you're, you know, you've got more eyes on you. So your fans are are holding you accountable and like the other cast members are holding you accountable and the producers probably. Yeah. It's like getting married. How? Like you get married in front of all your family and friends and shit. And you say all those vows so that, you know, you, you they hold you accountable. Oh dude. I never thought of it that way, but that's, that's pretty tight. Yeah. That's why it's important to say it in front of everybody. Oh, okay. My dead grandma didn't watch you tell me you would love me for better or worse for nothing. <laughs> my grandma's alive by the way and Will and I are fine <laughs> dude this couple I don't you know, know what that me Will and I are fine or that my grandma's yeah. dead <laughs> when Howell pays for me to go on vacation with you to, co- to Croatia then uh... <laughs> then we're fine he doesn't like us doing anything without him i know he gets so jealous (laughs) um following the end of the season she remained sober and two years later they had a celebrity rehab like where are they now event and Uh she was on it spoke about her struggles and talked about her two-year anniversary of being sober Oh, that's tight. Yeah, and um, and also by all accounts, I think she's still sober. I haven't, I didn't see anything that like contradicted that. Wow, good for her. Yeah, seriously, because I think I get like she was saying like she overdid everything. I think she has a big personality. She's a big person, obviously, and she yeah. had a big personality. And when alcohol is involved in that, it just like kind of makes you look like you're spiraling. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, so she's totally the kind of person that needs to be sober. It, it was just alcohol, though? We don't know. If, no, like, she didn't say drugs. She just said alcohol. Okay. And men, clearly. Yeah, seriously. Sex, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 2008, Brigitte renewed her body by having eight plastic surgery operations, including liposuction, Botox, breast reduction, and breast reconstruction. Yes, I am here for this. Yeah, Get she- you a tune-up, girl. <laughs> she looked bomb as fuck, too. That, you can see the pictures before and after. Yeah, dope. She said that her goal was to pose for Playboy for a second time 20 years after her original centerfold. Tight. Yeah, spoiler alert, she didn't get another centerfold though. <laughs> Damn it. Because Hugh Hefner's a dick. Yeah, RIP. Have you seen <laughs> Have you seen the I think that Cooper did this like promotional thing for Playboy where he had some of the more iconic images redone by the women, including like his mom. Oh what? Really? Yeah, and it's a bunch of like the famous old Playboys from back in the day, and then like the women in present time posed the same way they're great they look great that's That's tight i'm gonna look that shit up yeah they held up man fuck (laughs) so bridget has continued to be on various overseas show as a star and host and if you cut to present time 54 year old brigitte nielsen is currently pregaton with baby number five from husband number five oh my god i don't yeah i don't condone that me either that's dangerous dude yeah, and she's, and you know, people, other older women are going to look at that and be like, you know what, I'm going to do it too, or, or whatever. Uh. Yep, exactly. Can you still, th- I was thinking about this. I know I'm like dumb when it comes to medicine and stuff, but like, pe- women still die in childbirth in the US, right? Hell yeah. And it's unusually high in the US. Really? Like, for, for such a developed country, we have an extremely high rate of uh, mortality during childbirth. During childbirth, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's fucked up. I I don't know how people do it. Yeah, me either. I don't want to have no babies. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so also I just wanted to say that I uh, while I was looking at all her like pregnancy announcements, I ran across this interview. Somebody asked Flavor Flav about it, and he gushed about her. He said that she's a great person and she she's fun and like she's always you know. Just an all-around good, positive person with positive energy, and that's why he loved her back then, and that he wishes her well, and he knows she's going to be a great mom again. Aww, that's yeah. tight. Yeah, that was pretty sweet of him, I thought. Yeah, it is really sweet. You know, like, they are an odd couple, but... Whatever. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's Brigitte Nielsen. All right. I, I, we wish you luck yeah, with seriously, your baby, Brigitte. Seriously. We said at the start that honesty often involves conflicts. Let's think back. Okay. All right. So the quickie for today is all about your boy, Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. Ossington. So, Ossington Osbornington, <laughs> known for being the main star of a reality TV show, or, uh, I mean, uh, the lead singer of heavy metal band Black Sabbath. <laughs> Being that he's so hardcore and everything, Ozzy once bit the head off of a rubber dove during a record label meeting. Uh, okay, well. Later, he became kind of known for hurling animal organs at concert goers during Black Sabbath shows. Why? For, for why? I don't know. Why, why would you do that? And why would you pay to have that happen to you? Yes, that doesn't make any sense. Gross. Gross, white people. 
So audiences then started bringing their own stuff to hurl back at him. Because that's fun. Yeah, yeah, gross. In 1981, a bat was thrown at his feet by a concert goer. Ozzy picked it up and bit its head off, believing it to be made of rubber. Osborne described this in his memoir, I Am Ozzy. Brace yourself. Oh, okay. I wish I knew how to do an accent, but I don't. And I can't even think of what accent he has. Well, he's going to have a bat in his mouth, so. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like British slash drug accent. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so quote. Immediately, though, something felt wrong. Very wrong. For a start, my mouth was instantly full of this warm, gloopy liquid with the worst aftertaste you could ever imagine. Ew. I could feel it staining my teeth and running down my chin. Ew. Then... The head in my mouth twitched. No! Oh, fuck me, I thought. I didn't just go and eat a fucking bat, did I? Ugh, Sharon! (laughs) (laughs) He was then immediately rushed to the hospital and treated for rabies. Oh, ew. Oh, gross, gross. So thank God for the rabies vaccine, or we wouldn't have been blessed with the Osbournes on MTV (laughs) years later, because that show's fucking legit. How is he still alive? I don't know. It's funny that you said that right now, the Sharon. Because do you remember their MTV Cribs episode where he's pissed at them? Oh, I remember their Cribs episode, but I don't remember him being pissed at them. Yes, yeah, so it's like MTV comes to the house and it's Sharon and Kelly who are at the front door and they're like, okay, we're going to do this, but um, Ozzy's mad at all of us and he's not talking to any of us, so he's not going to talk to you guys, okay? <laughs> And then, like, they go into Ozzy's, like, man cave or whatever, yeah. and he's just sitting there drawing, and he gives all the cameramen a bad bad look and shit. That fool's a child. Dude, because you can't show up to Ozzy's house without, like, a bat head as a gift or something. Yeah, like some coke. What are you doing, yeah. man? <laughs> all right, well, uh, that's the drama club. Yeah, thanks for listening. If you guys can like, follow, and subscribe us on everything, we're at Drama Club Pod on Insta and on Twitter. And you can also email us at dramaclubpod at gmail if you want to suggest stories to us, like uh, our friend Lacey and uh, our homegirl rerun. You got anything to add? Oh, yeah. You guys can also listen to us on YouTube when you're at work because I know those other websites are fucking blocked. Yeah. It's drama. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, even SoundCloud? Yeah. Oh, okay. They don't like the word cloud. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys got to listen to it because me, like, put it all up there and she's getting really salty that nobody's listening to it on YouTube. (laughs) I don't know what to do about it, man. Uh, Gus is listening to it. Listener Gus is is, uh, one of our subscribers, so shout out to Gus. Nice. Thanks, (laughs) Gus. All right, guys, uh, catch you next week. Bye. However, whatever with your helmet.